With SDPB News, I'm Megan Fury. House lawmakers are overwhelmingly advancing a proposal that cuts the overall state sales tax from 4.5 percent down to 4.2 percent. The reduction will result in a roughly $104 million tax cut from the state general fund. The vote comes one day after a House committee rejected Governor Kristi Noem's push to remove the state sales tax on food, which had roughly the same price tag. Some House leaders say a broader cut is more stable. Republican Representative Chris Carr is the prime sponsor of the bill. He says the bill honors a promise made in 2016 to reduce state sales taxes. Let's take the foreseeable surplus dollars, give those dollars back to the people of South Dakota. This bill lives up to the promise that was made to the people and that what is in statute. It's realistic, it's responsible, it takes the surplus dollars and provides meaningful tax relief. The bill now heads to the state Senate, where its fate is unclear. Some senators worry about whether the state's current revenue growth is permanent. Others say the recent windfall of dollars should be invested in state deficiencies. Regardless, lawmakers expect to debate the tax cut well into the final days of legislative session, which is mid-March. Meanwhile, Governor Kristi Noem is weighing in on several defeats her policy priorities have taken this legislative session. Those rejections come from a supermajority Republican-controlled legislature. SDPB's Lee Strubinger has more. On Tuesday, Governor Noem saw two key policy initiatives fail. One, to remove the state sales tax on food. The other, to establish a panel that reviews agriculture land purchases and leases made by foreign persons and governments. Earlier this session, a House committee rejected a proposal to put $15 million to establish a voucher program for foster kids to attend a school of their choice. Lawmakers also rejected an idea to put $20 million into a pool for private businesses to buy into to offer paid family leave. Many Republican lawmakers voiced support for goals of those proposals, but said the bills as written were not the right solutions. Noam says part of the rejection is due to policy discussions lawmakers have never had in the Capitol before. So that's good. Um, and yeah, I was very disappointed by the paid family leave policy, very disappointed by people who said they openly were supporting it and going to help us champion it, that ultimately then voted against it. Of the legislative policy items Noam outlined in her State of the State speech, only four are still alive. One is signed into law, one is in the House, and two in the Senate. The signed law revises employer contribution rates to the Unemployment Trust Fund, which will result in an estimated $18 million savings to South Dakota businesses. House lawmakers will weigh in on a bill that compels fathers to pay for pregnancy and prenatal care. The Senate must consider two of Noam's bills. One recognizes several types of licensed professionals who move to the state. The other revises who can bring an agriculture nuisance claim. As for the ones that have failed, Noam says there's still time. We got a couple of weeks left here. It might be a bit of a roller coaster, but I have a role to play in this budget. I have a role to play in these bills, and we'll continue to evaluate each one and see if it's the best path for South Dakota. Regularly scheduled legislative session runs through March 9th. I'm SDPB's Lee Strubinger in Pierre. The Senate Health and Human Services Committee acted on four medical cannabis related bills. The committee passed a bill offering additional provisions to the Medical Marijuana Oversight Committee. It also advanced a bill waiving fees for certain medical marijuana card applicants. The two bills now move to the Senate floor. 
However, the committee killed a bill requiring doctors to certify they've assessed a patient's medical history before giving them a card. Senator Aaron Tobin says the bill lacks support from state health organizations. I appreciate the notification of the board. I think that's a discussion that we could have with the Department of Health. I don't see them here, and um, you know I've been in discussion with them as well, and whether they're neutral or opposed or whatever they are, I, we need them at the table to be able to discuss through that. The committee also killed a bill tightening rules on which facilities can provide medical cannabis cards. Former U.S. Congressman James Aberesk has entered hospice care. His family says he was released from a Sioux Falls hospital to receive hospice care at his home. Aberesk represented South Dakota in the U.S. House from 1971 to 1973 and in the U.S. Senate from 1973 until he retired from politics in 1979. He co-authored several major pieces of legislation, including the Indian Child Welfare Act. Aberesk turns 92 on Friday. A grand jury in Nevada has indicted a Dances with Wolves actor who is accused of sexually abusing and trafficking indigenous women and girls in the U.S. and Canada for decades. As of Wednesday, 46-year-old Nathan Chasinghorse faces 19 counts in four jurisdictions and is scheduled to be arraigned March 1st in Clark County District Court. Police in Las Vegas have described Chasinghorse as a cult leader who used his position as a self-proclaimed medicine man to gain access to indigenous girls and women. His public defender, Christy Holton, says the state's case has holes and that she's looking forward to revealing them. A legislative panel has killed a bill impacting carbon pipelines and eminent domain. The bill narrowly passed the House but died after a charged debate in the Senate Commerce and Energy Committee. SDPB's Evan Walton reports. House Bill 1133 aimed to define what a commodity is considered in the state. Developers of proposed carbon pipelines want CO2 to be treated as a commodity, so their pipelines are considered common carriers. This allows the companies to use eminent domain. Proponents of the bill say the developer's intent to store CO2 underground in a different state makes the transported CO2 worthless, therefore not a commodity. Representative Carla Lim supports the bill. She says the bill does not stop progress, but instead allows for better farmer relations. HB 1133 allows economic development of any kind, while at the same time leveling the playing field for landowners, so they have the choice to accept the restrictions and effects of a project, such as a hazardous pipeline, or to respectfully decline such an intrusion on their land. But absolutely nothing prevents these projects from moving forward on their own merit, and without the government holding its thumb on the scale to the detriment in the South Dakota landowners and, and voters. Opponents say CO2 is in fact a commodity and that the bill was attacking a decision already made in state law. Brett Kinnicky is a lawyer and registered lobbyist for the Summit Carbon Project. He says the project is following the laws already established in the state. Legislatures that met previously to you set up the laws that are necessary for all the projects, whether they carry oil, gas, or carbon dioxide, to be permitted and be constructed. And so the Summit Carbon Project relied on those laws. They're statutes of long standing, and we relied on them to create the project and put the necessary structure in place. The pipeline's a transportation company set up as a common carrier to meet the existing laws that are on the books. The committee killed the bill in a 9-0 vote, removing a potential major obstacle for Summit Carbon Solutions and Navigator CO2 in the development of their pipelines. I'm SDPB's Evan Walton.
SDPB's legislative coverage is supported by the Friends of SDPB with corporate support from the South Dakota Bar Foundation and SDN Communications. FFA is an agriculture youth leadership organization founded in 1928 by a group of farmers. Today, some 5,500 South Dakota students are members of this national organization. But it's an exclusive organization. Only students enrolled in agriculture education classes can participate. In recognition of FFA Week, we bring you a story from South Dakota's newest chapter. It was founded fall 2022 when Sioux Falls Career and Technical Education Academy began offering agriculture education classes. During the school year, Amanda Wolf lives with her parents and four siblings in Sioux Falls. But during the summer months, she's outdoors caring for goats, chickens, rabbits, and geese on her Aunt Megan's Lincoln County farm. Farming and just overall ag has been in my family for lots of years. And I just have a heart for agriculture in general. During the summer months, Wolf is also active in Lincoln County 4-H, competing in livestock judging, and she shows rabbits, goats, sheep, and poultry. It was through her Lincoln County 4-H friends that she learned about high school agriculture education classes and FFA. I used to always be so jealous because all my friends in Lennox, they were in ag, and when I went to go like show against them in livestock shows, I got so jealous because they would go in the ring for FFA and I'm sitting on the outside like, I wish I could go in there. I have actually been talking to my aunt and my parents about possibly letting me move out to the farm and going to school over in Lennox because they have an ag program over there. And then she learned that an agriculture education program and FFA chapter were opening in Sioux Falls at the Career and Technical Education Academy. I was like, yes, like this is what I'm into. This is what I love to do for life. Fall 2022 was the first school year agriculture education has been offered at Sioux Falls Career and Technical Education Academy. All students from Sioux Falls high schools, as well as some area rural high schools, can take agriculture education. Wolf is one of 30 students to sign up to take agriculture education as an elective class at the CTE Academy. Daily, around 9.06, she boards a bus at Roosevelt High School to take the large animal science class. Once class is finished, she is bused back to Roosevelt to engage with her core classes, like geometry and English, too. Even though she knew quite a bit about livestock before taking this class, Wolf says she has learned a lot. And one more thing, now she actually looks forward to Mondays. Before this class came, I didn't really want to get up and I didn't want to go to school and I just didn't have fun. And now whenever my alarm rings every morning, it's like, all right, let's get up, let's go. It's like, you know, I actually have fun in school now. Classmate Peyton Waterman agrees. Yeah, this is a highlight of my morning, that's for sure. Just the fact that Mr. Jensen is very, like a hands-on teacher, that really helps. And he gives us information about the different um, kinds of cows, the different kinds of swine, horses, goats, sheep, all of that. And with all of that information and the games that we play to remember it is very helpful. We're going to go over the student part of Lifestyle this particular day in large animal science class, Mr. Jensen led Waterman, Wolf, and other students in an activity where they did a gallery walk to learn about agriculture careers. 
In an earlier class, Andrew Jensen had students research an agriculture career of their choosing and create an informational poster about that career. The gallery walk gave students an opportunity to learn from their peers as they reviewed classmates' posters. Waterman's poster focused on the career of a large animal veterinary technician. My plan for after high school is to go to SCI as a vet tech. Ever since I was little, I've always wanted to do something with animals. In addition to learning about agriculture careers and livestock, students have an opportunity to care for animals. The agriculture education facility is home to chickens, quail, fish, a turtle named Stacy, and soon a sow ready to farrow. I just think it's so important that our students, especially in Sioux Falls, get an understanding of, of just exactly what production ag is. Andrew Jensen is the agriculture education teacher. To help expose his largely urban class of students to the larger livestock, Jensen took all classes to the beef and swine shows held at the Sioux Empire Livestock Show in Sioux Falls. But I want them to see all different aspects of, of agriculture and for them to understand that there's a place at the table for everybody. In addition to classroom instruction, Jensen also serves as Sioux Falls' first FFA advisor. When we really think about the city of Sioux Falls, it was really built on agriculture and with the stockyards and, and um, Smithfield and um, all the other industry that's here, it only makes sense that, that now we're doing this. Uh, it's just always been so surprising that Sioux Falls has never, never had one because Rapid City has had an ag program for, for many years. Aberdeen has an ag program. Pierre brought their ag program back. Um, and so, and Yankton started an ag program. So if we're looking at all of these large um, towns and cities in South Dakota, they all have, they all have an ag program and an FFA. FFA, the Agriculture Youth Leadership and Professional Development Organization that gives students an opportunity to take what they learn in class and apply it in competitions, like public speaking or livestock judging. Waterman and Wolf are both members. Amanda Wolf shared what it was like when she received the blue corduroy jacket, the FFA uniform since the 1920s. When I first put that coat on, it kind of felt a bit weird at first. Like it was like, wait, is this a dream or is like it actually coming true? Like I was really excited for it. Wolf competed in her first livestock judging contest as an FFA member during the Sioux Empire Livestock Show held in January. She is eager to participate in more FFA contests in the future. For South Dakota Public Broadcasting, I'm Lura Rohde. With SDPB News, I'm Megan Fury. And that is your daily news update. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SDPB News and visit sdpb.org news to stay up to date on our journalism as it comes in. And as always, thank you for listening.